Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Golden 20s podcast. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tegan. And we are pumped for today's episode because we are going to be talking all about travel, which is something both Tegan and I probably live for. I think that's a fair statement. (laughs) So we're just going to share some of our best travel tips with you. We both recently got back from all-inclusive trips. Tegan went to Mexico a few weeks ago. I just got back from the Dominican. Tegan has another trip coming up to Calgary, I think the week this episode drops. So we are traveling gals these days, and we feel like we have a few tips to share with you in case you're also getting inspired to travel or have some trips coming up as well. Yeah. Well, I think the perfect sort of place to start would be our best tips and tricks for before you even leave for your trip. And I think we're going to kind of approach this for, you know, experienced travelers. Hopefully you get something new or for people who have like never flown on a plane or never left your country. Hopefully you get some tips there. So we're trying to sprinkle a variety in, but... Yeah, the first thing that came to mind for me before you leave is to create a detailed to-do list. And this is something that I always do because I'm the type of person who is very forgetful. And Mm -hmm. even if I pack everything, we'll spend half of the trip being like, I think I forgot something. What did I forget? So I have to do my whole big to-do list. And that always helps me with, I don't know relaxing, knowing that everything's handled. And that includes sort of everything I want to pack, especially if it's weird items. Like I always write down my Instax camera because that's the kind of thing that's so easy to forget. Yeah. My phone charger, sunscreen, you know, little things that you're not going to pack for a weekend trip or whatever, but when you're going on a big destination you want. And so that's always sort of the first thing I do. Yeah. I love that so much. I always have my to-do list running as well, where it's like actual things I need to tackle before I leave. And then it's like a what to pack list as well. But one of the things that's on my to-do list typically, and I feel like I'm such a type A personality where when we talk about traveling, (laughs) it comes out. So Mm -hmm. some people are going to be like, the exact opposite of me on some of these things. However, these are again, are like, pro tips where I'm like, this really works for me. Maybe it'll work for you. But one of the things I always like to do before or kind of as part of my like pre-trip to-do list is to do laundry and like clean up my space prior Mm -hmm. to leaving on my trip. And the laundry piece is because of course you want clean clothes to pack for your trip. But I'm also someone when I come home from a trip, I literally dump my bag into my laundry basket and I just Mm -hmm. throw everything in the laundry. So it's like if I'm dumping that on top of an already overflowing laundry basket, like that's just, you know, I don't need to burden future Sadie with that. So I always do laundry first and I always tidy up my space, like especially taking out the garbage if I'm going to be away for like an extended period of time. I don't want like my compost just rotting in my kitchen. You know, I don't want anything like that. And it's also just nice to come home to like a tidied space rather than coming home to like a sink full of dishes or something like that. So I always like to add those to my 
to-do list prior to leaving as well. Yeah, same with cleaning out the fridge because there's nothing yeah. worse than like coming back and realizing you forgot something like rotting in your fridge. That's just like the worst totally. way to get back to your normal life post-trip. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like one of my other pro tips on the whole food side of things, and this is something I just did for my trip from Dominican, and I was so glad I did it, but I ordered HelloFresh to be delivered literally the day after I got back. Mm. And it just like removes you having to like think ahead to be like, well, I guess if you're going away for a week or longer, you're probably not going to grocery shop for when you get back prior to leaving because yeah. like you're saying, Tag, everything will just be rotting in your fridge while you're gone. But it's like if you're coming home, you're going to need to eat when you get home. So it's nice just to – you can Uber Eats the first night, but then it's nice to have like HelloFresh yeah. delivered, especially if there's a chance you're going to catch COVID or get sick. Like I definitely got sick on my trip, hence my voice right now. <laughs> but it's like it's nice to have meals delivered to your house or like a grocery delivery if you don't do like HelloFresh or a meal subscription. But prearrange that ahead of time because your future self will really thank you when you're home from your trip – and just feeling like so unsettled and like you have so much to do to get back on track. Yeah, definitely. Another tip is to check your passport expiration date. Pro tip that you can't mm -hmm. travel even if it's within six months of expiring. So even if your trip is before it expires, a lot of times they still will not let you cross the border because they think that you will just stay there and your excuse will be like, well, my passport's expired. So they try to avoid that and look into any entry requirements for the country you're traveling to, or even like entry suggestions. Like when I went to Cuba, I got certain vaccinations, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously COVID restrictions look into if you need visas, all that stuff. Like that's not the kind of thing you want to be figuring out at the airport. Yeah. 100%. I think another like thing that is part of my type A personality is I always come up with an itinerary ahead of time. And I highly, highly recommend. So this is like an itinerary of what you're going to do when you're actually on your trip. And if you're somebody who's listening, being like, Sadie, I'm not that type of traveler. I don't need an itinerary. I'm just like, go with the flow, wander around and the adventure finds me type. Mm -hmm. I love that for you. And I totally understand. But I really think there's so much like, it's good to have at least a rough idea of an itinerary, even if you don't end up following it. But I feel like this really helps me figure out what I want and need to pack in terms of outfits, in terms of literally shoes, anything. So it's like, okay, I know I'm going on a hike one day, so I'm going to need running shoes. Or I know I'm going, I don't know, for a nice dinner one night, so I'm going to bring a nice dress. Like those are kind of yeah. bad examples because you should probably bring sneakers and a dress <laughs> no matter what. But you can kind of match your outfits and what you're packing if you have a rough idea of an itinerary. But I also really feel like having a rough idea of an itinerary really helps you save time when you're actually on your trip because you're not spending time every single night being like, okay, what are we going to do tomorrow? It's like, yeah. well, if you kind of have, you know, you've already put in that brain or you put in that like effort ahead of your trip 
it just takes that effort out or time needed. Yeah. It's kind of like that time batching idea, you know, do it ahead of time. So when you're actually on your trip, you're just like pulling from a list of things that you said you were going to do rather than being like, okay, I guess we should Google things to do in Amsterdam on a Friday night or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm pro itinerary for those reasons. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Another tip is to update your phone and your apps. Make sure all of that good stuff is going to work and make sure that you have space Mm -hmm. on your phone so that you can take those Insta pictures, make those TikToks, not be running out of space. I know the girlies on TikTok love the like photo clear out when you're on the airplane. I've seen so many TikToks about that. Where it's like there's no better feeling than when you land and you've just like cleared out the depths of your photos on your phone. So, you know, if you want to save a couple photos for you to organize on the plane, go for it. But definitely make sure, you know, there's enough room so that you can receive texts and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And it's like it's the worst when you need to open your, I don't know, email app or yeah whatever app and it starts glitching because it hasn't been updated in so long and it's like but that's the moment you need it to like get your boarding pass or whatever you're like trying to pull up it's like in a moment when you need it that's when your app is going to glitch and decide yeah nope it's time to update me (laughs) I'm also very pro uninstalling apps if you're not going to need them for your vacation life so like I uninstall my work chat I uninstall my email and all that good stuff because I was like I don't even need to see it I'm off the clock yeah yeah that's actually such a good good idea I'm somebody like I don't even feel tempted to look at my work stuff when I'm on vacation so I'm like it can stay on my phone like I don't get notifications really for any of my apps on my phone anymore so I'm like it won't bother me I'm not tempted but if you are tempted that is such a good idea I think my last kind of again pro tip for before your trip is to just keep your social plans leading up to your trip like say the week before as light as possible so it's like I'm somebody who's like, oh, I'm going away. So I need to see this person, see this person all before I go. I need right. to, but it's like, I'm also balancing that on top of like getting my nails done for my trip, maybe getting yeah. a wax appointment, like, you know, packing, cleaning my house, doing laundry, all those other things that we just talked about. Like it's way too much. Also, yeah. I find when I'm taking an extended period of time off work, sometimes I have to work like, over hours to just get ahead or get myself in a good position to actually take time off. So not saying that should be normalized by any means, but just be mindful of that and don't push yourself too much because you don't want to stress yourself out about this trip if you don't have to. Yeah. I also, this sort of came up during all my traveling during COVID. I was like, I don't want to get sick and then spend like this time that I paid to have off in this beautiful location, like stuck in bed sick or stuck with a cold. So I'm also, before I leave for a trip, like very aware of how social I'm being and how responsible I'm being with my health. Yeah, no, that's a good, good point too. So I think the next category 
we're going to talk about is still like in preparation for traveling, but it's packing specifically because I feel like, I don't know, this is a big part of traveling. Obviously, it's a lot of the like excitement of traveling. And I also feel like there are a lot of packing hacks out in the world. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to start. I One of my, I think, like only tips I wrote down for this is to be strategic and simple with your planning, because as someone who has paid for an overweight bag, it is painful. (laughs) So do everything in your power to not have an overweight bag. I think like it's more expensive than paying for a second bag. So you look like a little idiot in the airport, but you're already there. So you can't buy a second (laughs) bag. That's why they get you. And yeah, yeah, just be aware of like what you have in your bags. As someone who travels with cameras in the past, you can't have batteries in your bag. They will sometimes make you rip through and pull out everything with batteries. We just saw a paparazzi video of Pedro Pascal having that happen. And yeah, so be aware of that and just be smart with packing. I really like travel sizes of things because it makes things lighter. I'm good with doubling up on outfits, being an outfit repeater, because it is Mm -hmm. worth it to save that money. Yeah, 100%. I feel like the best way I simplify my packing, again, going back to the whole itinerary thing, but I really plan my outfits ahead of time where I'm like, I think I've actually mentioned this on a past episode uh, where we talked about travel, but I literally put my outfits together, take photos of them and then save them on my camera roll. And then I just pack the exact outfits that I put together for my trip. So it's like, again, I'm matching an outfit to the day or the activity I plan on doing while I'm there, but then it prevents me from overpacking because I'm not just throwing in like 10 different shirts being like, okay, hopefully I feel like wearing one of those or like, well, I can Mm -hmm. wear this with anything because it's in those moments where you're like, oh my God, I have nothing to pack and or I have nothing to wear. Or you again, overpack because you feel like you have nothing to wear. So plan your outfits, take photos. Honestly, on my Dominican trip, I feel like the two girls I was hanging out with the whole time, I think they're both converted to taking photos of their outfits before they go because every night they were like, so what are you guys going to wear to dinner tonight? And I would literally just open up my camera app or my photo (laughs) app and be like, this is what I'm thinking. And they're like, oh my God, I love that you do this. And I don't know. There was just so many times where it was like, what are we going to wear? And it was like, I just had pictures right there to show them. And they're like, I love how you just, you know, already, again, have already thought about this and have it all planned out. So give it a try. If you're bad for overpacking, especially on the clothes, Mm -hmm. I feel like that could be a total game changer. I think my other tip on the clothing side too instead of packing some of your bulkier items, like for instance, if you're taking a pair of sneakers or if you're going somewhere where you need like winter boots or you need a jacket or a coat or something like that, I like to wear all those bulkier items on the plane rather than Mm -hmm. put them in my like bag just because it saves up the space. And it might be also, maybe I like layer on the plane where I'm like, okay, I'm wearing 
usually I'm wearing like the jacket that I'm taking on the trip on the plane since yeah. the plane's kind of chilly anyway. But sneakers is a big one. Even if it's like I'm going to wear all my jewelry rather than pack it, yeah. things like that. I think you can also get strategic that way too, being like, instead of packing this, I'm just going to wear it. <laughs> Save my space that way. Yeah. I love flying out of Nashville and every single girl is wearing new cowboy boots with yes. a new cowboy hat because they did not want to pack them. Yeah. That's the vibe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that so much. I think you mentioned the word simplify and that's another great word that came to mind for me as well. And this comes to mind for more like not so much outfits, but I guess it could be for like accessories and whatnot, mm -hmm. but more like skincare. I don't want to say vitamins, but it could be like vitamins, literally any routines that you have in place. It's like, think about what are the, like the basics of this routine that I should take yeah. rather than do I have to take the whole routine with me? So when you're thinking about skincare, it's like, do I really need to take my serums, my retinol, my like night mask, my face mask, my moisturizers, yeah. like, no, probably not. Like, especially if you're just gone for a week or less, like you can maybe, you know, simplify things a little bit and just take the yeah. basics. Sometimes if I'm going to like Montreal for a weekend or something, I'll take, I usually use like a night moisturizer and a day moisturizer. Sometimes I'll just bring one moisturizer and mm -hmm. use it for day and night. So just think of ways that you can simplify things, especially to free up space with your liquids if you're traveling with just a carry-on and you're limited with how many liquids you can bring. Yeah, 100%. I think we've also talked about packing cubes in the past, but that's another... Yes. Game changer, I think, for both of us. Actually, yeah. I think, Tag, you were the one who told me about packing cubes before I went to Bali. And now I'm like, how did I ever survive without these? Because <laughs> they are so great. Not only do they, like, compress things and, you know, really squish things down and, you know, save space, but they really help keep you organized, too. Like, living out of a suitcase, if you don't typically, like, unpack, like, I don't really think I... I don't know. Sometimes I guess I throw my things in like the drawers or like closets mm -hmm. of wherever I'm staying. But for the most part, I'll just live out of my suitcase. And it's like it's so much easier to do that when you have like organization. Again, my type A personality <laughs> coming out here, <laughs> but organization through your packing cubes. And it also just makes yeah. it easier if say you're carrying with a carry on. I still like to use packing cubes, but it also makes it easier in that case to know like rather than going through your whole bag looking for something, it's like you just pull out the cube that you need, you know? Yeah. Way easier. 100%. We love packing cubes in our household. We love like the toiletry over the door organizers that fold up really small. Oh, yeah. And our newest addition to our travel, I don't know, accessories is we have like a laundry bag that folds up to be really, really tiny. And so you can pack it. And then when we're in the suite, so we always unpack. I don't know why. I think it's because I always travel with a lot of dresses. So I like to let them hang. And then it's like at that rate, okay. I'll just take everything out. But so then we have yeah. like a laundry bag that pops up and all the dirty clothes throughout the trip we can put in the laundry bag. And then they're like out of sight. I'm also the kind of person who like 
if I'm done with this piece of clothing, I'm whipping it on the ground, which is not the best yeah. when you're staying in a tiny yeah. room for a week. And so if I'm whipping it on the ground, well, I can whip it into this laundry bag and that's fine. Yeah. So it helps in that way too. So highly recommend. I love it. We love a laundry bag. I think actually something that I just thought of now while you were talking, I think too, a lot of places, especially if you're staying like at a hotel and this is an extra cost, but a lot of places do offer like laundry services as well. So yeah. say you're gone for like two weeks or more, maybe it, you only pack one week's worth of clothes and then you do laundry for, and yeah. then like kind of mix and match your outfits or outfit repeat for the second week, you know? So like also look into that sort of thing and like take advantage of it if that will help you or help prevent you from overpacking. Yeah. Some of the suites I've stayed in that are more like luxury have laundry in the room, which is the best. Cause it's like, if you have something, you're like, I did a workout in this cute set and I want to wear it again, but sweaty. You're like, just give that a quick wash and you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. I haven't made it there yet. (laughs) I'm working my way up in like luxury accommodations. Haven't had in-suite laundry before, but that is my new goal, especially even like you said, a workout. But even if you're just somewhere that's like hot and humid, like I sweat so much where it's like, if I'm wearing this cute dress, I'm like, no, I'll wear it once. And then it's just like disgusting because I was so sweaty or whatever. So yeah, that's, I need to look for that now. Like yes, it's like apartment hunting in sweet laundry, but for travel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I think actually kind of along these lines to use your hotel amenities, like towels, yeah. hair dryers, things like that, because they're there for a reason. You don't need to bring your own. Even if you prefer your own, it's just a week, two weeks, whatever, however long you're gone, like you can live without your stuff and just use what's available to you. Yeah. I think I've just had a genius thought. That's if you have laundry in your room, your last day, you clean all your laundry, pack the clean stuff in your suitcase, and then when you get home, you don't have to do laundry. You just have to put away the already clean clothes. There you go, girl. Genius. Wow. (laughs) Thoughts never occurred to me until now, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah I wish you guys could see Tegan's face as she said that she was really processing it as she said yeah. it and then just staring off into space being like what did I just unlock here travel genius yeah I could do this professionally <laughs> great I love it. well I think the next category we're going to talk about is specifically plane travel which is my favorite way to travel I don't know what's your favorite way Sadie mm-hmm. I like planes just because I like takeoff in planes. I hate landing. Oh, okay. However, right. takeoff, the feeling of takeoff is the best where it's like you literally watch all your little problems stay on the tarmac behind you, like yeah. however thousands of feet below you and you're just like, bye, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Toronto. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. All my problems, all my worries, all my responsibilities. I'm out of here. That's how I feel on a plane. And it, yeah. like trains just don't do the same. <laughs> no, certainly not. Yeah, I, I just love going to the airport. Like there's so much excitement. Yeah, I think because like when I was little, you know, I'd fly like once a year. So it was like a big 
thing. Like that's a big trip. So it's yeah. like even the smell, like if I'm behind a truck that's burning diesel, I'm like, oh my gosh, it smells like the airport. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I am very passionate about airport travel, clearly. And so obviously I have lots of thoughts on this. The first thing that I wrote down is to be strategic with picking your seat. And I'm always the type of person who's like exactly 24 hours before God pick my seat and, you know, check in with the app, which is, I guess, a good tip if you didn't know is to always check in with your airlines app because you can do that at home rather than checking in when you're mm-hmm. at the airport. And I yes. prefer aisle seats because I get anxious about having to go pee Whereas if I'm sitting on the window, as much as I like love looking at the window, as soon as we take off, I'll be like, oh my God, I need to pee. Oh my God. And then I'm like, oh, but I can't make these people move. We just, it's a whole thing. Whereas (laughs) if I'm on the aisle, it's fine. Especially like flying on long flights. I was on a window flying back from Hawaii and I had to wake up the guy beside me who was sleeping to use the washroom. And I was like, I feel oh. so bad because he looked so comfy. But I'm like, dude, I'm going to pee on you. So you got to get up. So I'm like, I just yeah. feel better if I'm on the aisle. But it's very, I feel like personal, which seat people prefer. Yeah, yeah. I always go for a window seat, but this yeah. is like TMI. But it's like, I cannot pee on moving vehicles. Like I can if it's like dear need kind of thing like maybe a flight to Hawaii or like a flight to Asia or something where it's like 14 hour flight okay yeah like we need to be a little bit healthy here and I'd force myself to do it but if it's like a four-hour flight I'm like nope I'm not peeing I'll pee before we go I'll pee as soon as we land yeah but I'm taking the window seat and I'll be the best window seat person who will never ask people to move because I'm like, no, it's just not in the cards for me to pee on this plane today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not healthy, but I'm a window seat girly through and through. Fair enough. On the seat selection, I also think if you can choose your seat and if you have a connecting flight, try to choose a seat as close to the front of the plane as possible. And this is just so that you're one of the first people off the plane rather than, you know, you're like, okay, great. I have like a two, three hour layover. Great. Uh, That's lots of time. But then it takes however long to get everyone off the plane. And if you're at the very back of it, that might shrink your time to get to your connection by a lot. So sit as close to the front of the plane as you can, especially for connecting flights. Yep. 100%. I also am a big supporter of getting to the airport early. I feel like you're either like a get to the airport three and a half hours early, or you're like, we're running to make this flight and could miss it. And there's no in between. And yeah, I am an early person through and through because I feel like it's always better to have extra time and to like sit down and get a meal or at a shop rather than like rushing or missing your flight. Totally. I'm with you 100%. I'm like, a, I need to be there way earlier than necessary in order yeah. to like have peace of mind. Because <laughs> it's like there's 
it's not a good way to start your trip if you're literally no. running for your flight and like you're stressed out and then you're like, wait, do I have everything? Like, I don't know. It's in those moments of like time crunch where I like second guess everything. So it's like, yeah. why put myself through that if I don't have to? Yeah. Well, and like you never know what the situation is going to be like at the airport. I've missed two flights yes. that I was at three and a half hours before and I still miss yeah. them. Like, yeah. And, you know, you just never know what's going on if the security line's really long or if they've like bumped up the time of departure or what the deal is. Like, it's just better to be early than to miss your flight. Totally. Yeah. On the topic of like security wait times, there's this website that I. I think it's just for Canadian um, airports. It's but if you just like Google, like for instance, like Toronto Pearson security wait times, there's it takes you mm-hmm. to this website. It's called like Katsa or something like that, C A T S A. But essentially, it'll tell you the wait times for security at all of the Canadian airports and then by terminal as well. And when I'm going to the airport, or I know I'm going to the airport, like I especially in the past, like since COVID, I guess, where Mm -hmm. Pearson here in Toronto has been like one of the worst airports for security wait times and stuff. I'm like super paranoid about it and missing my flight due to crazy long lines. So I'm like always checking this and it's like pretty, it's very accurate actually, but it's like, it'll tell you if it's a five minute wait or if it's a half hour wait. So I feel like it can be a little bit of ease of mind for you to know ahead of time before getting there what's going on. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. things can change so quick. Like I've had it where I'm in my Uber to the airport and it's like, wait time, five minutes. Then I get there and it's like, wait time, 45 minutes. Like it can change very quickly, but there is ways that you can kind of keep an eye on things. And then another hack again for my Toronto girlies that I just learned about is that at Pearson, they just introduced YYZ YYZ Express Mm -hmm. and you can essentially book a time to go through security versus standing in like a really long security line. So check that out, especially if you're traveling during like peak hours, like first thing in the morning. I feel like this could be a really great way. You just essentially you fill out like a form online with your flight details and you book an appointment, but then you show up, you bypass the security line. You're like, Hey, I'm here for my appointment. And then it's like easy breezy fly through rather than potentially missing your flight, waiting in a huge security line. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like getting as much done at home as possible. So that's like checking into your flight, using the app, using YYZ express to book a time There's also, if you are flying through Pearson into America, you can use the CBP mobile passport control app, and that makes you bypass the border security, like not the TSA or, you know, like the flight security, but to get into America. And so you just show the app instead of having to wait in the line and show them your passport and the same landing in Canada you can use the Arrive Can app, which was for COVID, mm-hmm. but now it's nothing to do with COVID. And you essentially fill it out just like how you did previously. And then you get to skip the line to come back into Canada. And you just show a border yeah. guard your app and get to skip. And it's just... Yeah. 
I don't know. It makes it so that it feels like more things are in your control, which is nice. Totally. And it, yeah. And it's like, if these options exist, why not do them? You know what I mean? Like they might take an extra minute to book an appointment or to, I don't know, fill out your arrive cam, but it's like, it'll save you so much time in the long run. It's funny though, that you put arrive cam on here because somebody told me like, okay, even though you don't need it anymore, like for COVID reasons, still use arrive can. And I was like, okay, got it. I will. And then I totally forgot about it. And as soon as I landed at Pearson coming back from Dominican, I saw all the signs being like arrive can join this line. And it was so short. And then there I was in the huge long line. And I was like, damn it, it's too late now. But yeah, good tip and good reminder. Yeah, I didn't know until when I was coming back from Mexico, someone on our flight was like, if anyone has arrive can fill it out. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then sure enough, and same with the, like the CBP, is that what it's called? Yeah, CBP passport control to get uh, when you're leaving Pearson. I saw that on like a TikTok and I was like, this sounds too good Mm. to be true. And then sure enough, when I was flying to Nashville, I showed it and they were like, yep, you skipped the line. It's like a nexus. So I was like, okay, great. Thanks, TikTok. We, yeah, we love the Nexus treatment for everyday girlies like us. We love it. (laughs) And I think also Arrive Can, you don't need to be Canadian for it, right? It's just if you're coming to Canada. So I don't know if you guys have huge travel plans to come to Toronto or come to Canada, (laughs) but if you do and you're like American listening or something like that, you can still look into Arrive Can too. Even... Actually, all of those, if you're flying into Toronto especially, mm-hmm. I feel like all of these tips apply to you, but more so for our, our Canadian people who frequent Pearson, like Tegan and I do. <laughs> yeah, our favorite place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's good when you're on the other side. Like, yeah. I love Pearson when I'm through... Yes. Like, baggage, yes. through security. It's great. Once but you're in, yeah. Yeah, knowing I'm going to the airport, it's the most stressful thing. But again, guys, it's just because Pearson's been like so bad for like luggage delays, losing luggage, planes just sitting on the tarmac for like hours and hours. Like it's been a hot mess. I think it's better now, but there was a time where it was like, good luck if you're traveling. (laughs) So this is why we have all the tips because we're like, nope, nobody's messing up our vacation. Like, It's going as smoothly as we can, yeah, as we can make it. Yeah, kind of related to that and, you know, just like the state of mind being relaxed when you're traveling, get air tags because I am a Delta girl through and through and the Delta app, you can track your luggage and it says like your luggage is in this part of the airport or it's on your plane or it's doing this. And when I was flying to Mexico, we were not flying Delta. And I was like, no, what am I going to do? I can't track my luggage. So we got air tags. And it was just like, I don't know, peace of mind. You can literally see where in the airport your bag is. You can see it, you know, oh, it's on the plane or whatever. And it's just, you know, like realistically, what's the worst that can happen? It's probably fine. Maybe your luggage is late. Even if it's lost, it's not the end of the world. But at the same time, it just like feels better that you're like, I know where my luggage is. 
Yeah, 100%. I usually am just a carry-on person, but for Dominican, I did check a bag. And everyone was telling me, get air tags for it or a air tag yeah. for it. And I didn't, but I was like, I know that I'm risking it. Luckily, everything went over well, but I was like, okay, next time I'll definitely get an air tag ahead of like I didn't think of it soon enough. Like by the time yeah. I thought, oh yeah, let me get an air tag, it was already too late. And I was like, nope, I'm going on this trip like in two days. But next yeah. time I'm like, yes, this is the next the next travel tip I need to unlock for myself. Yes. The next thing I wrote down for plane travel is to remember headphones that plug in because this is something that I always forget and then I can never watch the movies on the plane or I have to watch them with like the free airplane headphones and it stinks. So bring headphones that plug in or like an adapter for your AirPods. Girl, do you want to hear the most ridiculous thing? So you know how you just said the shitty headphones that are free? So I took Air Transat to Dominican and they were like headphones, blankets, like, you know, how they come through and they like are giving you this stuff. The lady in front of me goes, I'll take two headphones. She goes, okay, great. That's (gasps) $21.99. The lady was like, excuse me? She was like, yeah, they're $10.99 each. And she was like, $10.99 for the headphones? She's like, yeah. She's like, okay, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're charging $10 or $11 for yeah, these shitty crazy. headphones? Oh, my God. I don't know if they were also charging for the blankets. They must have been. Must but have I was been, like, yeah. again, they're like a piece of like plastic, like yeah. a little piece of fabric. Yeah. I'm like, how much oh are you guys God. charging for this? And like, are you insane? But anyways, sorry. Just had to share that. See, Delta would never. No, yeah, air tra- <laughs> I did have a good ex or a good experience with Air Transat this trip. I haven't mm. in the past, but checks out, checks out. Air Transat would charge ten ninety nine for headphones. <laughs> Crazy. I so also funny. like to bring a lot of options because I always feel like I have a vision of what I'm going to want to do on the plane, and then it's always different. So bring playlists, and remember to download your playlist. If you're a person who just listens on Wi-Fi, don't be stuck. Like, I saw a guy on TikTok who was like, I only have three songs, and they're all Taylor Swift, and I just have to (laughs) listen to these three songs for my three-hour flight. Do not be that guy. And, you know, so I always, like, have my playlists. Imagine, I'm imagining, you know how like, I don't know if it's still this way because I don't use Apple Music, but you know how they used to like default the U2 album on yes, Apple yeah. Music or like iTunes? Imagine that's, that's the only have. thing you have to listen to. <laughs> yeah, the worst. <laughs> so definitely down your your playlist. The last time I flew to LA, I was beside a guy who obviously didn't. And so he was listening to like the playlists that are on like in the in-flight entertainment he was listening to like the best of rap and like not his head along i was like okay relax like (laughs) you're listening to air canada's best of rap (laughs) yeah so long story short download your playlists download movies bring your headphones bring a book a puzzle anything like that yeah i love it I know I was just talking about blankets for purchase along with the headphones, but I love to bring a blanket scarf with me on the plane. And it's like, again, it 
if you're going somewhere, like, especially if you're traveling in like the fall and you're going to need a scarf or something anyway, it's like, just bring that on the plane with you. But even if you don't, I find it's like such a great thing to bring because the plane always is so chilly, but it can also be folded up, used as a little pillow. Like it's just the best thing. It's even just like a comfort thing, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're on a plane for a long time. So Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but if you have space, especially in your carry-on or something, or if you can wear it, definitely bring a blanket scarf with you. Also, in my carry-on, I didn't do this last time and definitely got sick, aka me right now, but... I really, really recommend you bring Lysol wipes and a mask on the plane because Mm -hmm. I really feel like you won't regret bringing them, but you will regret if you don't bring them, which is definitely what happened to me. I Since March 2020, I've been traveling with Lysol wipes, and if I use them or not, like it's hit or miss. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Same with the mask, but again – Coming back, there was from my last trip, and I think when I kind of caught this cold, there was somebody on the plane who wasn't right beside me, but like one seat over, and they were extremely like unwell, sick. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. no wonder I got sick as well. But I didn't even have a mask like handy to throw on. And like even actually on the way over, I was hearing like coughing and sneezing happening in the seat behind me. And I was like, "Ugh, you know, it's probably fine. And luckily it was, but... I don't know. I think just because COVID restrictions aren't as strict anymore, I feel like you can still definitely take your precautions and like mm-hmm. sanitize things and do your do your own thing if you don't want to get sick because trust me, this is not fun. <laughs> the trip was yeah. worth it, but I wish I wore a mask because I I'm suffering these days. <laughs> Post vacay cold, it's hitting hard. Yeah. Even just like bringing Kleenex or baby wipes, I feel like is something that's easily overlooked, but I had a nosebleed on a plane once and had nothing and it was awful. So I'm going to throw that visual out there (laughs) as a warning for you all. Yeah. Air Transat would be like $10 for Kleenex, $10 for Kleenex. (laughs) the actually what happened was she was like we ran out of kleenex so i got you like the rough brown uh paper towel she was like all i have is this i was like okay well that's better than my hand so this is what we're doing oh my god uh, this is why i as soon as we landed i was like i'm buying baby wipes right now so yeah yeah wanted to throw that out there yep good good tip be prepared yeah. for anything, people. <laughs> Learn and Lysol wipes and masks, Kleenex. Yeah, yeah, those things will have you ready. Exactly. I did want to ask what you think about alcohol at the airport on the plane. What's your vibe? Alcohol at the airport, yes. Alcohol on the plane, no. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think that just because already. I know myself like when I'm tired, I don't function very well. I'm not very pleasant to be around. So it's like if I'm already like long day of traveling and whatnot, I know when I get to my destination, I'm going to be like 
I don't know, in a state where I'm like, I probably don't need to be half drunk on top of that (laughs) or like, I don't need to put myself through that. So I'm like a no drinking on the plane. And it's funny though, because I just learned the saying how one in the air is two on the ground Hmm. where it's like, because of the altitude and like the cabin pressure or something, you can get like way drunker off one drink when you're actually on the airplane. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense, but I had never heard that before. So I don't know, but that's just me. What do you think, Teg? Yeah, I'm pretty similar. And I'm even with the airport, it has to be like a certain vibe, like an afternoon flight. I don't think I'm unless I'm hungover, then I feel like if you're hungover at the airport, your only choice is to just start drinking or else the flight's going to make you feel terrible. So I think like if that's the situation, get like a Caesar or a Bloody Mary in America. But for the most part, no, unless it's free. Maybe if I was in first class, I'd be wasted. But I do have a friend who I hope she's okay that I'm telling this story. She was flying first class to Hawaii the last time I went. And so she had lounge access got drunk Mm -hmm. in the lounge and then woke up midway (laughs) through the flight and was so hungover that she almost threw up. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, see, I could not do that. And that was in first class where you're like laying down, but she was like, it was like the feeling of it. So yeah, yeah, definitely. See, when I say like, I'll drink at the airport, it's more like one drink to be like, yeah, you know, cheers to the trip. Yeah. And it's like, I'm the same something to like celebrate like the kickoff of your trip or like a new adventure, whatever. So like, that's what I talk, like, that's what I was talking about. But yeah, even (laughs) the other thing, like, I don't think I would ever go really hard on the last night of my trip, knowing I have a travel day the next day, because again, exactly like you were saying, like it is my worst nightmare to be hungover yeah. and then have to put up with like all the airport people and customs yeah. and all of that sort of thing. Plus, yeah, be on the plane and I don't know. That just seems like a disaster to me. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I think our last piece or not last piece. Oh my gosh, guys, can you tell I'm fading out here? Our (laughs) last thing that we're going to talk about is travel tips for when you're at your destination. So I think I just talked about the last night, not getting too drunk and crazy. So you're not hungover for your flight, but I also recommend maybe not going super hard on night one either. And Tegan and I were just talking about this prior to recording because we were debriefing on my trip, but I said to her, that night one of my trip to Dominican, I got like blackout. (laughs) I know nobody cares to know the details, but it was like, I think it was just because I was so excited to be there. I was so tired from like such a long travel day that we, and then of course it was my first all-inclusive experience. So I was like, wait, what do you mean? That's just open bars all over the place and they're making me fancy drinks and I just have to tip them every now and then. Like, I don't know. It was just very it was a lot and it was exciting and all of that just ended up me getting extremely drunk. And it was like, that was a lot for night one. And then I think day two, I felt like my heads were, my head was in the clouds the whole day because I hadn't actually taken time to just settle in to my room and like 
process the fact that I was there and like, Mm -hmm. this is life now, you know, like I didn't really give myself time to do that. So I just felt really off. So my tip, all of this to say the tip here is to take time to settle in, especially if you'll be there for a while. Like you don't need to go out and do everything the second you land, like settle in, you'll thank yourself for it. Yep. 100%. I think one of my main tips is to always try and find balance. Like I feel like, especially with all inclusives, it's easy to just be like, I'm going off the deep end. I'm drinking at 9am and I'm only eating nachos for every meal. And it's like, that's great. Maybe you do that for a day and that's fun, but you're going to feel awful. Like you need to drink water. So like I was one of those people at the all-inclusive who had like a water cup. And when I'd order a drink, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. can you fill up my water cup? And I am also very pro eating salad while traveling, which is maybe a hot take. And it's not because you should be skinny or whatever. It's because like when I was in Mexico, I had salad as my side for every single meal. And I did not have any tummy troubles when everyone else in my group did because they were eating like plates of nachos or like I'm gonna have four hot dogs for lunch (laughs) which is like awesome and fun very poolside vibes but also can backfire dramatically so sneak some veggies in there drink your water put on your sunscreen take care of yourself because then you can have fun for longer I feel like I love that. I'm turning that into a social post the week this episode drops. Like, (laughs) sneak in your veggies, sunscreen. Yeah, Yeah, I love that so much. I think another part on, or another point on staying hydrated is if you're someone who gets bloated from the flight, or if you are going Mm -hmm. somewhere where you have jet lag, hydration helps with both of those things. So it's like super important to drink a shit ton of water to help you get through either bloating or jet lag. So stay hydrated, guys. It cures all problems. We say that all the time, but it's true. (laughs) Another big thing, again, going back to my itinerary, I always am pinning things on my Google Maps and there is also an option to download a certain map, like, or sorry, there's an option to download your map on Google Maps to use it offline as well. So if you're not going to be using like a SIM card or like activating your phone while you're Mm -hmm. traveling, you can still use your Google Maps. So check that out. I think it's a really great way to just even see like proximity where all the things you have on your to-do list or bucket list within one another on a map. So you can kind of plan your days that way. But I find it just really helps you when you're actually at your destination to get around and yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm running out of steam here, but I think you know what I'm saying. Use your Google maps, download it to use it offline. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. Another tip is to try and balance both like capturing the memories and posting to social and living in the moment. Try not to do too much of like, living and capturing the insta content as much as like that's fun also take moments to just appreciate what's going on in front of you yeah 100 percent. it's funny when I was in Dominican 
my it was over Easter weekend, so my whole family was like together for Easter. Yeah. And my sister's like, you're really not she's actually not on social media right now, but she's like my family was saying how I wasn't posting very much. And I was like, guys, listen, like I'm here living the experience. Like it's my first all inclusive. Yeah. Let me live. First of all, I was also like, I was unwell to post the first night as <laughs> I, we already covered. Then the second day I was feeling off because I hadn't taken time to settle in. So I was like, yeah, okay. But I was like, I'm feeling so much pressure. Like everyone's so excited for me to be here where I feel like I need to be right. posting. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just trying to like, get to know the people that I'm hanging out with and like yeah. figure out this resort and like how it all works. So it is overwhelming and you definitely just a reminder, you don't owe it to people to be yes bringing them along on your adventure with, with you. I find just like posting everything before you go to bed, like that could be a really great solve where you're like taking pictures through the day, but just do kind of like a dump at night or something like that. That was working for me super well. Yeah. And then my last tip is to look into luggage storage. And this is if you're getting to your accommodations before you can check in or you're checking out like hours and hours before your flight. And this is more so if you're not staying at a hotel because typically Mm -hmm. hotels will still hold your bags um, if you're there early or whatever. But if you're like staying at an Airbnb or something and that's not an option, just Google like luggage storage in the city that you're traveling to. Here in Toronto, there's one called Bags Away. That might be a national or international thing. I'm not sure. But essentially, it's just like small businesses register. It's kind of like Airbnb, but for Mm. just luggage storage. And it's often at small businesses. So there might be like a convenience store. You just show up, be like, okay, I'm dropping off my bag. You kind of register it all on the website, but essentially they'll just hold your bag for a set amount of time. And it's supposedly totally secure and everything when it's through one of these like companies online. So definitely check that out. It saved me many times before, even just like downtown Toronto, where I'm like, I had say like an event all day. And then I was hopping on a train to like, go visit my parents or something. It was like, rather than carrying around my bag with me all day, I'm just gonna put it in a luggage storage and then pick it up when I'm ready to head on my way. So check that out. I feel that's another pro tip. Not everybody thinks of. Love it. Great. Well, Those are all our tips and tricks for traveling. Hopefully you learn something new and hopefully you're all traveling to somewhere amazing this year. If you are, Mm -hmm. send us a DM or tag us in your pictures or something and then we can vicariously live through you and your travel plans. That I think is everything for this week we do put out a new episode every single tuesday so make sure you're following us and subscribe to us so you see when those new episodes drop in between that follow us on social at our golden 20s we're on almost all the platforms and we also have a patreon page which is the best way to show your support for the podcast that's everything thanks for listening see you next tuesday